Hello, and welcome to I Am Dad podcast with your fatherhood authority, Kenneth Braswell. 30 minutes of wisdom, information, resources, and nuggets to help you on your fatherhood journey. Or maybe you're just curious and want to hear some real talk about fatherhood, family, and the minds of men. Well, guess what? We got you too. Sit back, grab your pad and pen, and maybe even bring a little something to sip on. Enjoy 30 straight minutes of fatherhood, family, and fun with the fatherhood authority. Kenneth Braswell. Welcome to I Am Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Braswell, and we are here at the NASCE Conference of National Family Engagement. And so we're here in Kansas City, and I've been surrounded by so many of my long-term friends that have been in this labor, doing this work for some time, and actually was sitting in a workshop last night, and it spawned off a whole nother <laughs> piece of conversation. But with me today, I have Keith Schumacher. Um, he is with All Pro Dads, and I know you guys have heard about All Pro Dads. My kids know about All Pro Dads. His schools have run All Pro Dads programs, but I don't know if everybody knows about it, and I'm sure that people who have seen that either outside of their schools come home in a flyer and like what is this we're going to talk a little bit about all pro dads so that you understand completely what all the pro dads is and how do you get involved with all pro dads how do you bring it to your school what outcomes can you expect by having this program at your school Keith? how you doing i'm doing great ken it's great to see you i'm i'm, I'm just excited to be able to work with you again it's been it's been a little while, but, yeah, uh, but we've known we've known each other for many, many years. Yeah, tell me a little bit about your background. Well, um, I came into education uh, kind of from a uh, outside perspective, and, and when people see me at a conference and, and and that I'm speaking or whatever, and they see my background, they're like, "How did you get here?" <laughs> um, so my professional background is in emergency services. Uh, I spent uh, 28 years with the City of Atlanta Fire Department. Okay. Um, I uh, wound up my career as a medical operations coordinator. Uh, so I got a chance to see really from the inside of what happens when what we're trying to do now fails. Mm. Um, I've seen. Uh, and, and I often say that uh, I've, I've had the misfortune of seeing the absolute worst of Atlanta, but I have seen the unbelievable best of Atlanta and the um, just the uh, the culture of the city life um, and and just the you know the fun I had. It was a great career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I retired four years ago with uh, with 28 years of service with uh, with the city of Atlanta and, uh, and and worked with some phenomenal people there, but. Uh, Early on, and actually now about 15 years ago, um, I was working with, uh, well, not, not really working, but uh, my wife did not, uh, you know, I'm a newlywed. I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not know that. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, 36 years now. Oh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Every day seems like a new day, right? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but my wife didn't decide to become a teacher until after we were married. Wow. Okay. So I got a chance to see her go through what teachers have to go through to uh, to get into that career. I got to see her go through her uh, her bachelor's, her master's, and eventually her uh, educational specialist. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much about what it takes to be a teacher and what it takes to the heart of a teacher to be in education. And of course, in my career, I was teaching as a part of a, I was an instructor. I was worked at the Atlanta Fire Academy for years. Um, so. When I became a dad, mm-hmm. life changed. Okay. 
Um, we, we were not blessed with children as early in our marriage as, uh, as some folks have. So mm-hmm. uh, I was a bit of a, uh, an older dad mm-hmm. when, uh, when I was first, uh, uh, first became a dad. But when it came time for school, I just had the schedule that I could be at the school. I wanted to be at the school um, because my, my kids were there, my wife was there, and I was working um, 56 hours a week, but it was, you know, I had two days off for every day I worked. Mm-hmm. So I was volunteering at the school. Now it was, the day that changed my life was when I was volunteering in uh, my daughter's kindergarten class. She is now... Uh, she's going to be 24 next week. <laughs> We're in the same space. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the parapro uh, in that classroom came to me and she said, it's just different when you're here. Wow. And I didn't know what she, was, what she meant. Now, of course, my wife being a teacher, I knew everybody at the school, so I wasn't sure if it was a compliment or a cut. I didn't know, you know, because she can be a little bit of crass, that, mm-hmm. this, this particular person. And I kind of challenged her on it. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, when you're the volunteer, it's different. The, the, the boys seem to sit a little straighter. The girls seem to be a little more attentive. It's just a different air mm-hmm. uh, in the room. Okay. And, uh, and I said, really? I said, well, is it like that when the other dads are here? And she said, I don't know. We've never had one. And, and that hit me like a rock. And, uh, and I started looking around. And at that school at that time, even the custodian was a female. Wow. So with the exception of a part-time PE coach, unless the air filters in the air conditioning system needed changed in that school, those kids never saw a male role model in the building. Mm. And like most dads, um, you know, like most guys, I'm like, well, I, I want to do something. I want to be active. I want to, you know, I, I want to engage. I want to, you know, get together with other guys, networking, whatever. And I quickly found out that that's not easy um, in a school. Absolutely. And the, um, the, I went to the PTA and thought, you know, hey, that's a parent-teacher organization. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a part of this and, and whatever. And, and, and fast forward a little while, the, we, were, we were transferring to a new school. I had known the principal. I, I, I had a pretty good relationship with her. And I w- had gone to her early when I knew that, that she was going to a new school and that, that my wife was going to be able to go with her. And uh, I said, what can I do? I want to be a part. I want to be engaged. I want to be, you know, I've got the time. I want to be the volunteer. And uh, she encouraged me to look into Partners Net, okay. which in, in uh, I'm in Cobb, we were in Cobb County, mm-hmm. um, which there it actually fell under the Chamber of Commerce. So I learned about it. I learned everything. I was ready to go. And when it came to the day of the, you know, hey, this is our new building, we weren't even in the meet the teacher night phase yet. It was just, you know, come see what your tax dollars paid for, basically, right, is what they yeah. were saying. So I walked up to the, um, the PTA, the selected, not elected, PTA president, and, and I, I told her who I was. I told her I was excited. I wanted to volunteer. I wanted to be a part of, of what was going on. And, uh, and I signed that PTA charter. And I'll tell you, to this day, I am a charter member of that school's PTA, wow. and I will be till the day I die. Mm-hmm. But she stepped back, she folded her arms, she looked me up and down, and she saw two things. I was a guy. Right. And she didn't recognize me from her subdivision swimming pool. Mm. And she said, thanks, sweetie, but the lady's got this stuff covered. Appreciate it. How did that make you feel? Shocked. Um, Overlooked. Mm -hmm. uh, Undervalued. Mm -hmm. Um, And I come to find out that that is not an uncommon feeling. Dad steps into a school. 
Right. So then you end up with All Pro Dads. Talk to me about how okay. that happened. Okay. So, um, well, you know, I originally started uh, after that happened. I went to the principal and I said, let's do something. Try to do my own thing. Try to create the Daddy's Club and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but I saw a news story um, on ABC World News Tonight. Mm-hmm. It was uh, my, our good friend Eric Snow mm-hmm. um, was being interviewed for a program very similar called Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I went to the principal. I said, I'd like to find out about this. And like every good principal. And, and, and I'll throw her name out there, Sheila Chester. She's phenomenal, one of my best mentors I ever had. Not my boss, but my wife's. Mm-hmm. And she said, go find out and bring me something that I can say yes to. I'm not going I'm, I'm mm-hmm. to just you know, like that. throw something. She said, bring me something I can say yes to. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I found out about Watchdogs. I wound up, uh, the funny story is I called the, the Watchdogs National <laughs> Office at the time, and they were so busy that... Eric, as the executive director, was helping him answer that phone one uh, that day. He answered the phone, and we talked for two and a half hours. Wow. And, uh, and that's what brought me into family engagement. That's what brought me into uh, whatever we're calling it today. We've, mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've been through this evolution so many terms, male involvement, male engagement. There's all kind of different discussions about that. But the point of the matter is giving dads a chance mm-hmm. to be engaged at the school, and, and regardless of what they're physical or what their role in the family is, whether it's dad, uncle, grandfather, whatever. We had that conversation yesterday about what dad is. Absolutely. But just to get past those crazy cultural stereotypes. Right. And, and working with Eric, I was with Watchdogs for 10 years. Um, and then when I retired from the fire department, they just didn't have a, a position for me. But because Watchdogs, all pro dad, all of us that work in this thing, we work so closely together. Ken, I just got traded to a different team. Absolutely. Playing the same position, same wearing work. a different uniform, same work. Yeah. As a matter of fact, some of the, 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 the terminologies and, and the trainings that I do are <laughs> the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's what brought me to All Pro Dad. And the thing I love about it is All Pro Dad is really the hardest thing. And, and, and everyone in this building today will agree with me when I say the hardest thing about family engagement just getting them in the dang door. Right, because that's where I was getting ready to go with yeah. you, which is yeah. now you got the yes, yes, you're in the building, and now you're like, okay, now I got to get the dads. Right. Like, what was that take up like? My first experience going back, and, and the reason why I called Watch Dogs and, and Eric answered the phone that day is I was in a panic. Mm. And the reason why I was in a panic was I had followed the steps and I had sent out those RSVPs. I thought, maybe, and we made the mistake of having a meeting to gauge interest. Mm. I discourage that. Right. No, I, I, I highly discourage that. But I had done it because I didn't know. Right. It's time. So we had that meeting. I had 10 guys show up. I thought, hey, okay, this is good. So we sent out that RSVP, and I thought those same 10 guys were going to be the guys to come eat pizza with me. Mm-hmm. Ken, I had 287 RSVPs at that school for our first event, and now I'm faced with, I gotta buy pizza for all the, I gotta feed these guys. Live up to your promise. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So, um, so that's a good problem to have, I found out Absolutely. later. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was the thing is, it, it, and if we can just get people at this conference and across America to just see all they have to do is just change their language a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, do you think you would have done something different if it was just two? 
that showed up. Yeah. I'm, I may have been a little disappointed, mm-hmm. but, and, and here's what I encourage when people say now, well, we didn't have that big of a response. I'm like, did you get one? Mm. They're like, well, yeah, we got one. We, we actually got two. One's better than none. Right. Two's better than one. Two's better than one. And those two, we send them out and say, come back next time. Bring somebody with you because it's exponential. Right. And, and the thing is, if we don't be very intentional in what we're doing, mm-hmm. it's going to be the same old, same old, same old. You know, everybody accredits Einstein in saying, you know, if you do the same thing over and over again, I've never <laughs> been able to prove that he was the one to say it, but I repeat that all the time uh-huh. because our culture of education is to do the same thing over and over and over again right. and expect different results. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got to stop and change the culture of education and right. say, we got to do better. Right. And it's not hard to do better when all we have to do is just change the language a little bit. And the problem that I see, and I know you see this too, because you and I, we, we, we work in the same space, but we work in different spaces. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay? And that's okay. Exactly. Right. And that, that, it's actually necessary. Yesterday. It is. It's very important. All right. But, but the thing that we've got to realize is that when we are, or, or that we've got to be able to get across to people, mm-hmm. is that when they are looking at our culture and how we relate to people and the terminologies, which was the great conversation we had yesterday. (laughs) But when we look at the terminologies and we look at what we're trying to do, especially in education, Mm -hmm. because what we have tried so hard to do and incorrectly to do in our general American culture over the years is to address diversity, inclusion, and and, and inequity. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the efforts to do that block and exclude and undiversify mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because when we don't intentionally invite dad, absolutely, we miss the point. Absolutely. And, and when we send that message out that says, oh, family, and we expect to get everybody, mm-hmm. and oh, um, a parent, and we expect to get everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and I, because where I am in, 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 in life, I shy away from this conversation, but somebody brought it up yesterday and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to bring it up or, you know, I'm I'm going to have this conversation with you. Uh It's like, all right, what's February? Right. It's Black History Month, Valentine's Day. But, but the thing is that is phenomenal because we can add and include and and diversify and bring that community in. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we don't say February is People History Month. Absolutely. We don't say February is, you know, generalized. Right. We want to make that community and, and that group of people feel welcome, included, and special. Right. And then, but then the other thing, too, is, you know, for anyone out there who's thinking about doing this work and getting dads to come into their space that you gotta take into consideration the historical perspective to which dads have been engaged and involved in the educational aspects of their children from a systemic point of exactly. view, right? And what has that looked like in our country, particular over time? I always talk about this, Keith. I used to talk about this in my uh, presentations earlier and I stopped and I need to bring it back in. I do a lot of studying because I love film, movies. And my life is wrapped around that because I really believe people say life imitates art 
I like to believe that art imitates life. Like, if you don't have it, you can't express it, right? Right. right. And so I think that when you go back and you look at how images were um, depicted back then, and you look at the Nielsen ratings, right, back when they started in the early, I want to say early 20s, I believe, that's when the Nielsen ratings began. But when the Nielsen ratings began, I want to say it was seven or eight of the top 10 shows were programs that featured a single father. Hmm. Gunsmoke, Bonanza, yeah. uh, uh, Rifleman, mm-hmm. um, and several other shows, sure. Make Room for Daddy, all right. those kind of shows, which said that America understood at least at some point that men had value. Yes. Within the family paradigm that that now I always give this caveat for the ladies so that they understand that I'm clearing the full picture of sure. what was going on, because the only reason that moms weren't in the picture is because they were dead. Right. They, yeah. That in order for moms not to be in this picture, they have to not be able to be here. And I get that. But we still were able and America was able to focus on an imagery Right. That said that dads were capable of being nurturing, being loving, being stern yet caring, you know, being focused yet flexible, all of those kinds of things. And then over time, world changes, technology changes, life changes, paradigms change and people begin to shift into other spaces. Right. And now we're in a space where. Um, the value of mom is not where it should be and the value of women is not where it should be and men are often the corporate offices running industry and doing all right. of those things and separating themselves from family life and now here we are in the 2000s and that is reverting and coming back and men are having to come back to the space right. to, ex- to exercise those gifts that they've already had mm-hmm. with respect to that. When you're working with dads... And- well, before we get off of that, Ken, I, and... and- I, I want to see what you what your input is on this, mm-hmm. because if we look at education, so what we're trying to do with inclusion, with with rightfully putting women and minorities you know, into places that they traditionally haven't been, mm-hmm. and and that's the reason why we do a lot of things. Right. But think about the culture of education over the last fifty years. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is flipped. It is it is the exact opposite of what we're trying to do in everywhere else in our culture mm-hmm. but in in family engagement and education over the last 50 years dads haven't been there absolutely and and we've got to intentionally invite them mm-hmm. so when I get someone that comes to me and, and and I can we could probably talk for hours and hours in, in the stories that we've, we've, we've seen over the years <laughs> yeah. but when I have a principal that comes to me and says I cannot bring this program to our school because my staff says it's not inclusive. Right. And my question is, how can you exclude an entire segment of the population mm-hmm. by claiming to be inclusive? Right. With no empirical data. No, right. this is someone's opinion. Right. And the irony in that someone's opinion is that it's based on an individual perspective. Exactly. And history and experience that has traumatized that individual, that has traumatized them so much that they feel like they have to save the world by always overlaying the unfortunate experience that they've gone through. We talked about this yesterday and it was so cool of a conversation to have in the room with many, many women in the room and talking about how 
people have to be champions of the conversation of family in this entire infrastructure, which means that if you're talking about family, and if we're here at a conference and we're talking about family engagement, and we're not talking about fathers, we're not talking about family. Exactly. But it's okay if you want to work with just children. Just say that. Right. And it's okay if you just want to work with moms. Just say that. It's okay for us to just want to work with dads, but just say that. Mm -hmm. But the minute you and I and others in our space pull in this term, analogy, family, Mm -hmm. Our work has to be about something broader than just the individual. It can be our focus, right? but it can't be. It, it, it reminds me of the conversation that we had yesterday. And now we keep bringing this up, and it's a relevant conversation. And, and, and for those of you that, that, that may be watching or listening, just, just so you know what Ken and I are talking about, we had a roundtable yesterday yeah. of the four organizations that are represented in here that have been doing this work for over 20 years. It, it, that was the caveat is you had to be somebody that has been doing this work or your organization has been doing this work for over 20 years. Yeah. And what we have seen in that that time space yeah. of, of, of what we doing what we were doing and it was a phenomenal discussion. <laughs> and, and, and the thing I love about what we do, Ken, uh -huh. is that we we're a bunch of folks that are doing the same work mm -hmm. and that a long, long, long time ago, an agreement was made and, and, and the quote that was made at the time was all boats rise with the tide. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and even though there may be some minor, um, I won't even say disagreements, but mm -hmm. differences of opinion, mm -hmm. we, we were able to have these conversations, answer the questions. And the the beauty and in, in, in one of the questions that uh, um, that I answered on the, uh, the the app that's associated with this conference is what brings you joy mm. in doing this work and, mm -hmm. and and my answer was when I see someone that you know just like a teacher just like I I, I, I see my wife doing her work and when that student when when these are our students and when you see what I call the light bulb moment. Mm. When it when they when they finally understand the concept mm -hmm. of why we do what we do and how it's different than their perception, their culture, their thought process, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that eureka moment. Yet part of the conversation. Yes. Yes, and it we saw that so many times yeah. in that room yesterday. Those yeah. folks were phenomenal. Yeah, but you know, it's part of what I also love about this work and being in these spaces and not all having to be in the same space all the time, right? Which is we get to spread out across this country and spread the whole notion that fathers are essential, mm -hmm. right? Not optional. Like, I'm going to be on a podcast in a couple of weeks and when I first saw the email from the young lady, she used the word in there that I want to have a conversation with you on why dads are important. And I was like, mm, we ain't doing that because you already <laughs> starting off on the wrong foot. And then my mind was like, no, you have to go on because you have to correct that notion because she's a person who has voice in the space. And I need to make sure that if she's going to talk about fathers, that she's clear that fathers are essential, essential, not optional. Right. Right. Because if you ask me the question why are they important, then you want to debate with me my importance. If they are, yes. If they're important. Uh, yes. And we're not doing that. Yes. Right. We are essential. We're not. Yes, we're important. All things are important, but we are essential, meaning that we're necessary and critical to the development of our children and what we're doing. 
And so, but let's talk about All Pro Dads because yes. I know people <laughs> That's why I'm see here. that. <laughs> there. And we're going to talk about, I'm going to have Jim and Eric on, on, on at some point to talk about um, Watch Dogs. Yeah, good luck with that. You know, yeah, we'll get them. <laughs> and so, um, because you're right, we all do similar kind of programming and we have our Real Dads Read Clubs that we move in our schools in Atlanta. And they're all similar in nature. But at the end of the day, it's about family engagement, but ensuring that when we're talking about family engagement, that fathers are inclusive in that conversation. Yes. Talk to me specifically about All Pro Dads. Okay. Well, the one of the things that I say all the time is that if you want somebody to answer the phone, you got to dial their number. Right. <laughs> you can't just say, hey, I want to talk to Ken, and you know that I want to talk to you. So that's why we intentionally have to say, Dad. Right. We intentionally have to you know, make that that welcoming and inclusive invitation. So the All Pro Dad Chapters program, which is which I work for, is uh, a program we've been around for 25 years. This okay. is not something new. Not new you, right. you mentioned your children. You know, you you took your children to chapter meetings. Absolutely. So uh, so this is not new. It started uh, over 25 years ago in Tampa. Um, Coach Tony Dungy, who. Um, was uh, for, for those anybody who has been under a rock and doesn't know who Coach Dungey is, he's the first uh, first African American coach to win a Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts. Absolutely. But um, when he was a player, his coach Chuck Knoll, when he played for the Steelers, was very very family inclusive of his uh, his players, mm -hmm. and uh, and and coach brought that with him when he became a coach, and and he invited the families you know during certain times he wanted to do something for the fans they wanted um, they wanted to invite dads to bring their kids out for uh, he was with the Bucks at the time mm -hmm. and he, he wanted to invite um, uh, families out and, and um, their genius was they invited them through the Hillsborough County School System oh really okay I didn't know that yes and okay. they um, when they did that they had their first event it was a stadium event which we still do stadium events that's mm -hmm. another part of our organization but um, they expected about 150 guys, just like me. I expected 10 at my event. Mm -hmm. They had over 4,000 dads bring their kids to Raymond James Stadium. I remember I those events. Yes. I remember looking at the pictures and be like, oh my goodness, this is phenomenal. We're still doing them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when they realized, and the, and the school system realized, we've got something here. They, did, yeah. they, they were like, where have these guys been? Right. Right? And uh, and they said, well, let's uh, let's invite them to the school. Well, of course, the dads and and once again, you know the term. Mm -hmm. um, the the dads were like, we would love to be a part. We want to be a part. We're we're excited about being a part. But we've got this little thing called work. Mm. Um, and I can't come to parent teacher conferences, and I can't take a day off to. Uh, you know, come to the after school event, and I may not even be able to come to the evening event, you know, because I'm just exhausted. Mm -hmm. And the school system said, Well, fine, why don't you be the, be the parent that brings your child to school in the morning, spend some time with your kid, and then still make it to work on time? Absolutely. So that was how the morning breakfast events got started. So, educators in the great mindset that they are, <laughs> they said, Wow. We've got 20, 30, 40, 50 guys showing up. Then it became once a month at the school. And then they started thinking, well, we have a teachable moment. Yes. And we're going to take advantage of this teachable moment. So that's when they started putting together a curriculum for the morning breakfast events. Mm -hmm. So now it's, it's set up so that the dads can come in, grab a quick bite to eat, get a good character message. Now, working with educators, here's where they love this is because... We've done all the work. Mm -hmm. 
There yeah. is a lesson plan, there is a PowerPoint, there's a video embedded in the PowerPoint. These curriculum sets rotate on a four-year cycle. So it's not, you know, it, it's not the same thing over and over again. Um, but the, the school now has the ability to provide something that is consistent throughout the school year. Mm -hmm. Because remember, if you have, a, if, if a school, I, I come to these events and, and, and I say, what's your, what's your father involvement program? Well, we do a Donuts with Dad. And I'm not slamming <laughs> watchdogs because that is one of the, the, yeah, the yeah, names yeah. of one of their events. Absolutely. But I'm just talking about a school that does a general Donuts with Dad. Mm -hmm. And, and people will say, hey, we had a we had 350 guys show up for our Donuts with Dad event, and then we never saw them again. Right. And and, and, uh, and then I, I challenge them, do you understand why? No, we have no idea. They never came back. Mm -hmm. did, what did you give them after? What was the next thing? What was the consistency? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we wanted them to be a part of the PTA. We wanted to, you know, and then they then they go into the, the, the same old stuff that is always traditionally culturally moms. Right, 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 absolutely. You've got to provide them with something consistent throughout the school year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and if you only have one event that recognizes dads, donuts with dad, I like to say the engagement lasts exactly as long as the donut does. Because <laughs> when the donut's done, the dad's done, yeah, and yeah, you've yeah. created the illusion that that is the only day that they're welcome at the school. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Sugar we, rush is gone. Yeah. So we've got to be able to create a consistency. And that's what the All Pro Dad Chapters program does is at the elementary level, we provide 10 complete curriculum sets mm -hmm. that the school can put on. Now, we know no school has the bandwidth to do 10 of these events per school year. Absolutely. We just want to make sure that every month of the year, with the exception of June and July, they have something. Right. Okay, so they um, most schools do about seven. We ask that they, they try a minimum of four times. Mm, okay. um, we've got one school in Buford, Georgia, and if you get a chance to go to one of their events, they get no less than 650 guys um, at their events four times a year. They average a thousand. Really? Yes, it, it is phenomenal. That, that it, it, it's unbelievable what they're what they're doing there. But the 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 thing about it is they're consistent. They've been doing this for over ten years. Mm. They're consistent, the, the community knows what it does, and it builds a tradition. And that's the thing that I've seen is when you make this a tradition at your school, they're going to look forward to it. Yes. When I would have my events at the, at the Meet the Teacher Night or, or, or whatever you want to call it, we called it Sneak a Peek, right. um, I would show up to set up my table. I'd already have, I'd already have dads lined up waiting to sign up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's, it's not that it can't be done. It's just that let's look at the secret sauce, because it's and it's no secret. Yeah, and you know, um, Keith. More importantly, than the dads get excited and they want to show up, the kids get excited. There is nothing I like always, the yeah. look of a kid's face when the daddy walks in the door for the first time. Right. I always used to talk about my son when he was in elementary school and they had the all pro dads um, program at his school, and I would tell people and I would say. Um, My son is in kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth grade. And on any given week, he's given all kinds of things to bring home. And typically when he brings them home, he gives them the folder to my wife. Right. And, it, and if he gave it to you as a traditional cultural dad, who would you give it to? Give it to her. I right, right. That, he made him, he, I don't know culture. what he was thinking. However... There is one of those folders that come in during that month that he specifically goes into, pulls out this piece of paper, yep. and places it on my desk. 
Yep. And traditionally, it has always been the all pro dad flyer. And this is not as a uh, awareness of so much people telling them to do this. This is in his own mindset, right. which is out of all the things I see as an elementary school child, I'm very clear that everything in here is for mom, but this thing is for dad. Exactly. And I need my dad to see it, not because I want him to see it for him, but I want him to see it for me. Right. Because I feel a certain way when that morning shows up and we walk in the door and I'm with my dad, right? Right, And all of my friends are with their dads or you and I, we've been having this conversation. It's a whole nother podcast. I'm going to yes. have to bring us all on <laughs> to talk about this in a Zoom way. We've been talking about this whole notion of using the term father figures, right. which is a whole, no, whole nother conversation. But my very general um, thought about that is as long as someone identifies in the role of serving the responsibilities of a dad, I don't care what you call yourself, right. like show up. Right. But we also know the reality of when we do flyers and we put that thing on there and we start shifting and diluting the conversation. Exactly. Not only are you beginning to start to lose your dads, but you start to lose interest right. in the program. And so... Right. But well, it's real interesting when it comes to that stuff. And, and, and if I may, Ken, uh -huh. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, I was the one that threw the term father figure <laughs> into those questions. So I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. But the, the thought process that I had on it is when you're working with folks that are in that cultural, pop mm -hmm. culture mindset of, Dad is bad. Mm -hmm. We have got to kill. Kill. I and mean, we've got to yeah, get past yeah. that. Right, right. And 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 when I use the term father or father figure, I'm not doing that because I'm shortchanging that dad right. or father figure, whatever you want to call him. Right. I'm using that term to get past the professional that's going to say we can't use this term. We can't use that. We can't. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're shortchanging you know, students that don't have a dad. We're shortchanging whatever. I am always very, very clear. Once I use that term and I'm working with a counselor, a family engagement specialist, whoever it might be, we are very, very clear that this program is for every student, regardless yeah, yeah, yeah. of what their family structure is. Mm -hmm. We don't ever want to see a child. I mean, and I, I'm not going to use, no child left behind, I'm not going to use that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but, but the, the, the idea is we want to make sure that there is not a children anywhere in a classroom, anywhere in America that feels like I'm not worthy because right, right, right. I don't have a dad. I'm Absolutely. not worthy. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not. And, and we had a situation where a student in a classroom, in a school that was promoting their all Dad chapter program, got on her phone in the classroom, found our chat, and she was, she was mad, but she thought she was just going to be arguing with a bot mm. on the chat system. Mm -hmm. Didn't know. We have live operator. You know, our staff monitors the chat. Right. And, and she was like, I don't have a dad. I feel, you know, and... Fortunately, the person who was watching, uh, watching the chat knew, recognized the school, the school district, the relationship we had with that school district, knew that I was working really closely, brought me onto the chat. And Ken, I got to tell you, I got a chance to chat with that student. Now, keep in mind, this is a student in a school communicating with an adult outside of the school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boom, red flag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the absolute very first thing I did was called my contact at the school district and said, this is going on. You need to be aware of this. Get, you know, get someone involved. Mm -hmm. And 
in the, it, the way it all worked out, there's no reason in the world this should have ever been able to work out this well. Mm-hmm. But I just happened to be planning to go to that event at that school in Texas, 700 <laughs> miles away from my home. Uh-huh. And I said, I'll tell you what. I said, if you feel that your mother is your father figure, that's absolutely great. Mm-hmm. We will support you in every way. But I'm coming to that event. I will sit with you and I will stand up and say I'm proud of you because you had the guts mm-hmm. to get on this, this thing and say this is how I feel mm-hmm. and, and, and to be able to address that. Yeah, I think it was you yesterday. It might have been Jim. I love Jim's answer. <laughs> and it's kind of it's interesting to have this conversation around this particular, around this, only because there's like these two angles that I'm always focused on. It is the intention of what it is we're trying to do. So it's the intentionality of why we use a term, but is the it is the reality of how some people receive when they see the term, right? Because that also becomes someone's excuse to say that dads don't show up yes. because they're asking for father figures, right. right? That's a confirmation to me that dads don't show up because they're asking for father figures, right? Because we don't have to ask for mom figures because we right. know mom's going to show right. up. And then the other piece of it, and I think, I don't know if it was you or Jim that brought this up, and I was like, wow, I, I knew that but never thought about it this way before. And it's to your point about if you feel strongly about that and that's how you want to roll, then yeah, come on in. But what I heard yesterday was you do that and then all of a sudden the person is there for two or three sessions and they begin to start understanding what you're trying to do and they see it differently. Like, oh, yeah, this is probably not where I want to be. I need to figure out who is the person that stands in to really play this particular role in this child's life, but that can't be me because I have my own role to play. Right, right. I think it was Mike that brought that up because he was talking about the the moms that that tell dad they're going to show up in their place. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I'll let Mike tell the story when you, I steal a a lot of Mike's material, but but I'll let him tell that one. But but that's really the thing, Ken, is, is we've just, we've got to change the culture of not only education professionals, but but the culture of, of families. I mean, there's you know one of the questions was, you know, how do you respond to the dad that says, ah, school, that's my wife's thing. You yeah. know, and and I love what Jim said is, you know, yeah, you tell me you don't have time. That's exactly right. You don't have time. Right. Absolutely. Because if you don't take the time, you won't have the time. Yeah. And they'll be gone. Right. And and, and they'll be, you know, then then you'll be thinking about how to be a you know a grandfather. You know, all pro, all pro granddad, and 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 if you don't do it, if you don't do it correct, and if you don't be intentional about it, you may be a granddad a lot quicker than you think. As a dad of girls, I'll say that. Well, the other <laughs> crazy thing is, I was talking to a young lady about this the other day, and we was talking about men as caretakers, right? And we were talking about one of the kind of uh, associated reasons for ensuring that you are connected to your children in a healthy and loving way is that the diapers you change someday will be your own. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And someone, that's the cycle of life. 
right? right? Because it is your responsibility to care, 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 care. Right. And then all of a sudden it becomes their responsibility to care, care, care. Treat your children well because they're the ones that are going to pick the nursing home you wind up. Yeah. <laughs> or the box you're going to live in. Yeah, yeah. Right? Whatever that case may be. And so it's not a motivator to be a great dad, but it is a another reason why you are supposed to be a great dad, why you are supposed to be in lives. Tell people if they want to get involved and want to start an all-pro chapter in their school, all-pro dad chapter. Well, here's here's the beautiful thing is that because we are a nonprofit, we are are funded through private donations, government uh, uh, grants and and, and foundations, not much unlike your your organization. Mm -hmm. So the only cost for a local school is $100 per school year per, per campus. Okay. So that that is usually the draw, jaw drop moment when I'm talking to somebody at one of these conferences. <laughs> I've had principals pull out their credit card right there and, mm. and say, look, I want this. I'm ready to go. Right. Um, so uh, all you need to do is go to allprodad.com slash chapters. You can go to allprodad and then, and then figure it out. But, but if you want to specifically go to the school chapters program, it's allprodad.com slash chapters. And that will, uh, will take you to our webpage and it will connect you with uh, one of our representatives, and we have uh, we have a when when I started on you know into this program as a uh, even though I was working for Watchdogs, I was a volunteer team captain. This whole program was being one, run by one guy. Um, <laughs> the team has expanded now okay. um, uh, to around uh, twelve folks, and, and and we have different areas of the country, so we can specialize in what um, in what each area looks like and, and, and how to respond to them. But um, but yeah, all they have to do is they go to allprodad.com/chapters. And they can register their chapter. Um, they can learn about it. They can connect with somebody who can give them more information. Um, they, there's a live chat. You know, I mentioned earlier we don't do bots. So mm-hmm. if you uh, if you go to the chat feature and ask a question, you know, one of our staff members will answer that live. Or if there's nobody available, we'll just say, you know, hey, leave your uh, email and we'll get back in touch with you. But uh, but yeah, that's a, that that's a simple thing. And and the when when. When working with school administrators, you know, the big question is, who am I going to get to run this thing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's one of the things I kind of pride myself on is helping a school administrator change their thought process on how to manage something like this. Because principals, part of their job is professional leadership development, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're very, very good at that. It's basically replacing themselves when they retire. That's what, mm-hmm. that, that's what a principal is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But most of them try to do things uh, in, the, in the same way when you're dealing with volunteers. And volunteer leadership development is totally different. Yes, it is. You can't yeah. do it the same way. You can't yeah. drop it. A principal can't drop it on their go-to staff member that does everything and mm-hmm. is already overloaded. Mm-hmm. A principal can't send out a blast email and expect people to come crawling out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. That does not work. I've seen right. it over the last 15 years I've been doing that. That does not work. Asking the PTA president's husband to do it mm. does not work. Right. But there are keys. There are very simple ways. And think about the way, fam- the way it, and, and I'll even say the way a man's mind works. <laughs> so yes. if, I, if I come to you, Ken, and I say, hey, will you, will you lead an all-pro dad chapter? And you're going to say, uh, I'm really overloaded. I got too much. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I got too much going on. Uh, I just don't have the bandwidth. But if I come to you, Ken, and I say, hey, Ken, I'm doing this. We're running with this. Can you just help me out? Right. Right. Ken will jump on the boat. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. But if you ask Ken to take over, to be captain, to yeah, whatever, yeah. Ken's going to say, uh-uh, I don't have time. Right, right. Right. Okay. So now we got Ken on board. Right. Okay. So then, then I go to Jim and I say, Hey, Jim, Ken's going to help me with this. Will you help Jim? Will you help Ken and me? 
Right. That's how you build a team. Right. Think about the way a man's mind works. Yeah. And, and ladies, if you're listening to this, if you're significant other, when you come home and you're, you're, you're venting on your day and, and, and you've, you've, you've had something go on and, and you just want to vent, you just want to talk about it, right? That's, what, that, that, that's the, 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 the culture of the way a, uh, a lady thinks. Mm-hmm. What's, what's Ken and Keith going to do? Right, right, right. Every little thing she talks about, well, I'm gonna break out my toolbox. I'm gonna fix it. Yeah, you know, yeah. some somebody made my wife mad. I'm gonna go kick some butt. Yeah, yeah. Think about that, because that's the way a lot of our professional ed- school administrators don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We talk about school programs. We talk about the you know who we can dump it on. Don't look at it as dumping it on. Look at it as an opportunity. What do I get to do? Mm-hmm. Not what do I have to do? Absolutely. So if a principal goes, and I, I don't know how we're doing on time, I could, you know me, I could talk all day. But if a principal goes to a junior educator, like a, a, a two-year teacher mm-hmm. that is pretty decent in their game, they're excited, they're, you know, but down the road they see themselves in the principal's office, they want to be an administrator, mm-hmm. let's give them this opportunity, which is Really, really easy and simple. We work really hard to make sure this is not a big load on the plate. Mm-hmm. Okay, if a junior teacher could take this on as the, in our case, the team captain, absolutely, and show success in being in running a school-wide family engagement program while they were only a two-year teacher, that's a big notch on the resume belt. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's the thing is just changing that mindset of stop doing the same way. You know the things we've done the same way over and over and again for years, yeah. and look at it just slightly different. Keith, thank you so much, brother man. Good lord, well, you, I, I love <laughs> I, I love I love everything about what you do and all of our all these guys that we're around. Oh, it's, a, it's um, amazing. Keith is with All Pro Dad. What's your title over there anyway? I oh, you, am. You ain't I, got no title. I, do everything. I, That's your I'm, title, right? I'm the go-to guy. Now, uh, <laughs> school chapter specialist. Okay. Um, and, and my job is really to help new schools bring on the program to get over these hurdles that we've talked about. Um, We have a full-time staff that is um, retention and support. So once I get them up and going, once I get them underway, then, you know, I I hate the term sales. I don't like that. I'm not a salesman. I'm just helping people. But if you want to look at it like I'm the sales department, we got a service department that keeps them maintained and and, and keeps them going and and realistically calls them up and says, hey, you haven't had your chapter uh, scheduled yet. You're going to do something? Um, so we've got a great staff to do that. So okay. we've been able to take this beyond, you know, um, beyond what it has been. But the pandemic helped us out. Okay. Believe it or not, you know, hard to think. But now that everybody knows what a QR code is, <laughs> and, and I meant to get this earlier because that is something that, that our program gives to schools and school districts that we were not able to do before. Right. But we can actually offer um, data tracking. And it be give the schools and the school districts the ability to number one prove the need, to, to to use this as a strategy to engage families, and then collect the data on who we had show up. Nice. So, um, so that is one thing, and and I am uh, so happy with um, state of Texas. Texas Education Agency has actually brought us on as a strategy to meet ESSA Title One compliance. Okay. 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 And and that's a whole another conversation, but. Um, but our program gives them the ability to use what we do to help them maintain their federal funds, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. if they want to talk money, but, um, but to help them meet their compliance goals and guidelines. And, and I would love to be able to share that with other states okay. that, um, that haven't quite seen that yet. This isn't a cute thing. This isn't a cute daddy-daughter dance, mm-hmm. right? This is a, a proven over 25 years strategy to engage families and, and meet their compliance And be needs. impactful. Yes. Thank you so much again, and um, thank you for all listening to I Am Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Braswell. Again, we're here at NAFSKI's National Family um, Engagement Summit in Kansas City. You'll be hearing from other voices. You'll be hearing from Keith again at some point. And again, if you are looking to start an All Pro Dad chapter, make sure you go to allprodad.com backslash chapters. Till next Sunday, you all have a blessed weekend, a blessed week. Take care, and God bless. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us. You've been listening to I Am Dad Podcast. We hope that you have been informed, encouraged you to think, or even inspired your heart for the love of dads. The conversation does not end here. Come back and join us next week. Same time, same place. Or you can continue the dialogue on our I Am Dad Facebook page. We also invite you to listen to past episodes, learn more about us, and keep up with special activities by visiting IamDadPodcast.com. That's IamDadPodcast.com. Until next time, I leave you with this reminder of manhood from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Because of this reminder, I will always understand that I am dad, period. <laughs>